Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today's sponsor will be by Caleb's Crosshairs, where you can get all the scopes you need. Today, your host, Caleb Nordhagen, and today we're going to talk about fishing with Trevor Clark. So let's just get straight into it. So, Trevor, when did you start liking fishing? Well, I started liking fishing probably when I was eight years old. My cousin really got me into bass fishing. I've really been into bass fishing really since I was eight. And I've just loved it. And like, when you're out there, you feel like you can just, it just feels good. But uh, recently I've been fishing with my uh, neighbor, Eric, and we've been uh, fishing for flathead. And this year we caught our uh, best, or like the, our best fish. And it was a 70 pound flathead. And we've been really like trying to grind to get uh, the record this year. And really just love fishing. Okay, so where did you catch this monster of a catfish? In the Des Moines River by, out by uh, Caleb's grandpa's land actually. What kind of fishing were you doing? Were you doing rod and reel or poles or what were you doing? Uh, we we're doing bank poles. So bank poles is like, you have a pole and you like shove it into the, into the, not the ground, like the bank of the river. And there's a line attached onto like the pole. So when the fish grabs it, the line has a hook and like a weight on it. And we use bullhead as our bait in the bullhead. Uh, only attract mainly flathead because catfish are bottom feeders and they don't like to eat bullhead because they're not big enough and flathead get bigger and they're better and they only eat live animals so how do you get these bullhead uh usually we go fishing but lately we've been using a like a cast net and we use the cast net and we throw it out and we get like a hundred fish in just one cast because bullhead ponds get overpopulated super fast what would you say like What's the smallest catfish you've ever caught? Smallest catfish I've ever caught? Catfish or flathead? Smallest flathead and then the smallest channel. Smallest channel is probably, it's probably like almost a baby, like really small. Smallest flathead I've ever caught would probably be like an eight pounder. This is the smallest I've ever caught. Okay. Um, following up with the bass, what's your favorite lure to, to like, get the bass on the uh, It depends on the day. Usually what I like to do is a wacky worm. So what you do is you don't use a weight, and you just use a hook, and you take, like, not a normal worm. You take a rubber worm, and you hook it right through the middle of the hook. And when you hook it right through the middle, you just let it sink, and the bass will get it uh the bass will attack that uh, rubber worm when it's falling because they think it's real. Okay. Is there different seasons of when you want to and don't want to fish? Uh, usually it depends on the day. Like if it's the best times to fish for bass would probably be in the morning or like later afternoon when the sun's setting. Best time is like right, like when it's like starting to rain for some reason. When it rains, it's like really, uh, the fish just bite better for some reason. 
Okay. It has to be a light rain. It can't be like a heavy pouring rain. Okay. What, is, what kind of pole do you use? Uh, it depends on what you're doing. For top water, you usually want a little bit of a longer pole. If you're doing a like buzz baits, spinner baits, like stuff like that, you'll usually want like a medium-sized pole. So I'd recommend like a six-five, six-foot-five pole. If you're doing top water, I'd recommend like a seven-foot. It depends on what you're wanting to like catch. And okay. What kind of reel do you use? I prefer Abu Garcia baitcaster, baitcasting reels, or uh, loose. I don't know how to say that, but lose is pretty good, too. Okay, what what pound test do you guys usually use when you go fishing? Um, When I'm bass fishing, we usually use 12-pound test because you don't want it too thick because it's hard to, it's harder to cast. So when you're using a 12-pound test, it's not too heavy, but it's not too light because 12-pound test is pretty good for bass fishing for uh fishing for flathead we use 600 pound test okay so when you catch the fish what do you do with them uh when we catch them if they're like 30 pounds or, or so if they're 30 pounds or 15 pounds we keep them and we put them in like potato sacks because it keeps them like it keeps them cool like especially on hot days we have to put them in the the cold so then we, because we don't want the meat to get bad and stuff like that okay is there any other species of fish that you guys like to catch oh uh, i really like walleye walleye is super good i love walleye um crappie i've gotten into crappie fishing a little bit and crappie fishing super fun too and they taste really good okay when you're catfishing do you guys go on a boat yeah, we go on a flat bottom. I think it's a 18 foot flat bottom and we have like bumpers. So when we hit the bank, uh, all the dirt doesn't fly on, like it doesn't get on the boat. So when we're driving, all the dirt used to fly on us when we didn't have the bumpers. And we ended up uh, welding the bumpers together to make it so that the sand and the dirt wouldn't fly in our faces when we were driving down the river. Okay, as we're finishing up here, what would you say for beginners trying to get into fishing? Um, I would say just don't start out, like, really complicated. I would say watch a lot of YouTube on it and just, you have to learn, like, what you need to, like, what kind of lures work the best and, like, the types of situations you're going to be in. So whatever situation you're going to be in, just you'll know what to use okay and that's all we have time for today till next time see ya hello and welcome to caleb's crosshairs and today we are going to be covering the topic of middle school so i am currently in eighth grade i'm going to ninth grade and right now, um, I'm gonna tell you some tips and tricks about middle school. For one, friends. You wanna keep some friends, but I wouldn't be, personally, I would not be friends with every person I can.
because you just want a small group of friends. Too big, there'll be way too much drama. Another topic to talk about is definitely teachers. Keep good relations, even if they they're annoying you and stuff. You gotta keep pushing like through it, I guess, and just try and get through the year. But if you can, if you have a chance to redo it, make good relation with them. That's good because you'll get on, you'll get the edge sometimes. Another big one has definitely got to be. Well, I don't really know. I guess it would be. Well, another big one is don't do band. I mean, if you want to, you can. But doing band, you're gonna. My grade makes fun of every band person. So do band if you want, but like it's gonna be pretty bad if you. <laughs> I don't know. Just my my opinion. Just take it from my perspective. Don't do band. Another another thing to talk about is the way you dress. You don't need to try hard in middle school to dress up or anything cool or something like that. Also, another topic would have to be don't talk behind people's back because it just starts so much stupid drama that's so unneeded. And that's that's really what covers my middle school, what I've learned. So... I guess I'll see you in the next one. Hello and welcome back to Caleb's Crosshairs, where you can pick up the best scopes there is in town. Um, today we are going to be doing an interview about uh, the Ouija board with Ryan. And so we're going to get right into it. So, Ryan, I know yes. you have done some research about the Ouija board. What do you think actually happens? What I think actually happens, I think... It is a little bit haunted. Sometimes, some cases it can be haunted. Like if you see those videos about people and people say, if you insult it or if you don't say goodbye to it and then stop playing it, it'll haunt you for like the next month or something. But some people, they'll act like it's moving by itself. But you can see their fingers moving. So it's controversial whether it's haunted or not. But yeah. Okay, I also did some research myself in it, and there's different theories. One of the theories is um, if your body is replying back to it, or like, do you think? Okay, let's just like go straight in. Do you think it's a good idea to play it? I don't think it's a good idea to mess around with it, even if you think it's not real. Cause what? You don't really want to take that risk of having the devil or whatever in your life okay so all of these stories about people dying people being possessed and wanting to kill themselves do you think that's true um i think most of them are because it can make you just be so miserable you want to kill yourself because it just haunts you okay um so what is the theories about saying goodbye um they said you have to say goodbye to it, and then you can stop playing. You can't just stop playing or, like, close it up or throw it away or burn it, or it'll haunt you. You gotta say goodbye and then put it back in the box, and then just leave it alone. 
if anyone was getting this and they were being peer pressured into playing it, would you think it would be a good idea? I would think it would not be a good idea to play it because you could be messing around with the devil or haunted spirits or anything. Um, where can you, where do you get this thing in the first place? Where do you get the Ouija board? Yeah. Walmart or Target. Okay, and how, how does this contact the devil exactly? Like, how does it work? It says, um, when you ask the devil questions. Yeah, it's a triangle, and it, you've got to put your fingers on it. And they say that if it's real, oh, that's dead. Um. Okay. So the Ouija board. I heard this story once, and it was um, a girl did not say goodbye, and she had candles lit and everything, and the candles just went out, and it's just a, and it was scary actually, and something. She ended up killing herself. Um, have you personally ever played this game? Um, I haven't played it, but I know someone who played it at a graveyard at night. <laughs> wow, they're idiots. <laughs> okay, um, so, I, so, the way it works is what I got. Like you said, when you have a triangle thing that your fingers are on, and you ask it yes-no questions, or like, spelling out and it's just a weird concept to be honest i guess the real conspiracy theory about it is if it's real or not and i would say it is that's why i personally would never try it would you you said you would never try it would you i would not ever try it so when you're with a bunch of friends and it starts moving do you believe that your friends are doing it to mess with you, or what do you think? If I played it, it depends on who I'm playing it with, or if they're, like, laughing about it. Because if they're laughing, they're probably moving it just to spook you out. But if you can tell by their face, or if you really trust the friend, then you can probably tell that they're not moving it. Okay. Um, so we've all seen the videos of Ouija board effects, right? Yeah. Are those, like, scary to you, do you think? Uh, some of them are, because there's one where, um, they made the, there's two women playing it, and one of the women just started bawling, and the other one was, like, laughing at her and at the Ouija board, and then the board just flipped right in her face. It was pretty scary. Okay, so he, <clears throat> last Friday, me and you checked out a couple things. Uh, do you remember when we saw the video of the girl just standing there and the board just flipped right over? Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, so future advice, never mess with the Ouija boards. That's about it today.